The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pod to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I'm happy to share my 14 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. I'm back. (laughs) Yep, it only took 36 hours of travel to return back to the U.S., but I'm finally back from my three-week honeymoon to South America. Sometimes I don't even feel words can explain what we experienced while traveling from the ancient Incan citadel of Machu Picchu to the balcony-laden streets of Buenos Aires. Uh, But it surely was a spectacular three weeks of fun, stress, amazing food, discomfort, breathtaking sights, culture shock, (laughs) and so much, so much, so much more. It had been more than six years since my husband and I traveled anywhere internationally because we've just been spending so much time focusing on our careers. So it was really way, way past due. It definitely threw us way outside of our comfort zones, which I actually wrote about on my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, during our seven-hour layover in Lima, Peru's airport. Yeah, it was a nice long layover we had between our <laughs> our flight, but we had four flights that day. So it was a good, good, long, long, not even a day, 36 hours. So I urge you to head on over to my blog uh, to hear about that experience and to also see what I I had to say about getting out of your comfort zones uh, in both your life and your career. In today's episode, I also can't help but relate this week's topic to the experience I had traveling abroad. While I talked about pushing oneself out of their comfort zones in this week's blog, in this podcast, I want to find a parallel to that idea. Let's start here. My husband, my husband, my husband and I had three choices when it came to choosing honeymoon locations. We could have stayed in our comfort zone and chosen a cozy domestic or national, but a domestic spot to sit by the beach, sip on pina coladas and enjoy each other's company. Or we could have chosen an international locale that had the amenities of a fully developed country and cultures similar to ours back here in the United States. But instead of choosing a comfortable option or mildly out-of-the-norm international option, we chose to throw ourselves way, way out of our comfort zones by visiting countries that, while rich in culture and history, have paths that include corruption, sometimes offer undrinkable water, and others that have some residents that live in poverty that most Americans can't even contemplate. For many, this hardly sounds like a honeymoon option, but for us, it was an incredibly valuable and wonderful three-week bonding and learning experience for the both of us. From our time in ancient and colorfully, colorfully, colorfully crumbling Lima, uh, there were beautiful houses and multiple pastel colors and buildings and whatnot. Um, But from that to the literally breathtaking altitude (laughs) of the cobblestone hill city of Cusco high up in the Andes mountain, range, uh, and that city is up at 11,000 feet in altitude, to be exact, really, really high in altitude. Um, to the centerpiece of our trip, the 
amazing, mystical, ethereal, cloudy, misty Machu Picchu, uh, which is one of the new seven wonders of the modern world. Um, we, we found ourselves absorbing an intense amount of culture shock and literally gulping in as much fresh air as possible to avoid soroche, uh, which is mountain sickness or altitude sickness, which makes you nice and dizzy and nauseous and makes you lose your breath really, really quickly even after taking a couple of steps. After descending in altitude from the Peruvian Andes, we continued to throw ourselves into continuous culture shock every couple of days as we found ourselves walking the streets of modern yet kind of plain Santiago, Chile, playing hide-and-seek amongst the amazingly graffitied hills of Valparaíso. It looks like Valparaíso, Chile. Um, and sipping Malbec on the balcony-laden streets from our very own balcony of an Airbnb in Buenos Aires, which if you do travel to places like this, Airbnb is an amazing option. Um, all the way to ferrying over to Uruguay, or Uruguay, as we say in the United States. Uruguay's cutest tourist trap. <laughs> cutest, cutest tourist trap ever. Uh, Colonia del Sacramento. So like I said, we experienced tons of culture shock, all the way from Peru, which uh, is still a, a developing country, um, to Santiago, to Argentina, and everything in between. There was very different experiences throughout. The biggest takeaway from our honeymoon adventure in South America, other than getting far, far out of our comfort zones, is an important experience and reality that any person who has traveled outside of the developed world learns, and you learn it pretty quickly. Not everybody lives like you or I live, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are many, many desirable ways to live a life, and even if you don't agree with it or if you think it's lesser than yours or greater than yours, uh, and it's, it's so important to learn, experience, and recognize that, especially in critical, rife political times like we're living in today. It's so relevant to, to have this type of understanding when looking at it. Uh, the politics because politics is essentially trying to prove that people are going to help allow you to live your lifestyle the way that you want to live it or to improve your lifestyle if you want to live it. So I think that this is really, really valuable. Okay, so you're probably thinking that I'm completely off track here, just reminiscing in honeymoon bliss and maybe thinking, isn't this podcast about dance? <laughs> well, what I'm talking about is actually already the base for the conversation I wanted to chat about in today's talk. So uh, let's go forward with that. First off, please excuse me if I get a little preachy here, but I feel that's the job, description, and duty of an artist to not only step out of their own comfort zone, but to fly deep into life experiences that may thrill, scare, or shock oneself. It's the job of the artist to explore different values, methods, and functions of societies to help bring light to topics including politics, injustice, cultures, and so much more. Uh, and as I said before, I think that really helps influence uh, politics. Okay, so during my travels, I, I posted a hefty series uh, of, of photos about my, my travels on Instagram. So if you want to see what I was up to, you can check my, my Instagram. It's bcorollis. Um, but most of the photos, information, and thoughts I shared publicly were met with positive responses. I actually had a lot of people that thanked me for sharing it, which was really nice because I just wanted to document it and I wanted other people to see what we were experiencing. And I, I was so happy that uh, people were enjoying it and that it was actually affecting their lives. Um, 
But yeah, the culture was at times shocking, and I got a great many personal messages thanking me for sharing the three-week adventure in that public format, uh, with photos ranging from cityscapes to locals working to <laughs> my husband petting llamas <laughs> and goats, and he, he loves alpaca and all that. Um, <laughs> the churches, museums, and uh, street art. I, I, my husband and I love street art, and we actually have a massive collection of vinyl toys that are made by a graffiti and street artist. Anyway, getting back on track. I covered a range of subjects during my travel. One of the images I posted was accompanied by a rather straightforward explanation of what a virgin is. And it happened to be posted, uh, uh, or a picture posted of a Virgin Mary statue, a massive, massive, massive Virgin Mary statue at the top of Santiago's towering uh, hill, the Cerro San Cristobal. Um, Santiago is down in a valley uh, surrounded by the Andes and towering, towering, towering Andes. And so this hill actually looks like a mountain, but technically it's a hill. Um, and at the top of it, it's a very uh, Catholic country. A lot of South America is very Catholic. And so uh, they put this statue up on top of this hill to honor the Virgin Mary. Soon after writing this post and putting up that picture, I received a message from the parent of a childhood friend who stated that I had offended her with my narration in the image I posted. She seemed to feel that I posted it directly to offend her, as she stated, I've never done anything to offend your religion or lack thereof in the past. I kindly explained that I posted a straightforward explanation that was neither offensive nor written to offend. And I calmly stated that if it did offend her, that she had the choice to continue following my feed for the honeymoon or to pass on reading my profile or looking at my pictures in the future. There wasn't any conversation afterwards, which I kind of regret. I mean, I was on my honeymoon and I didn't want to get into a deep, deep conversation that uh, could potentially get uh, uncomfortable or negative. I wanted to remain positive. But the simple interaction shows how art, whether photography, painting, theater, music, or dance, can spark intense feelings from people. Most people that know me well understand that I have not an ounce of want to set the world on fire or offend any living being on earth. Um, I, don't, I don't feel that there's any need to be malicious, and if somebody believes something different than me, I, I don't feel that I necessarily need to force them to believe the, the way that I believe or to uh, agree with how I go about things or anything like that. <clears throat> But I offered a different way of looking at something considered perhaps sacred to somebody uh, in a different light through a simplification of the definition of a virgin. Sometimes items like this can spark an uprise with keyboard torches and laptop pitchforks, and that's okay. Because art is meant to make people think. It's meant to make people, people feel. Let's go back to my favorite orchestral composition on Earth, uh... Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. When Stravinsky debuted the Rite of Spring with Nijinsky's choreography in Paris, I believe at the Palais Garnier. Don't hold me to that. Uh, but back in 1913, I did a little research for you guys. Um, this masterpiece calls major rioting the moment that Igor laid his wand to rest. 
things got so bad that he actually had to crawl out of a window of a theater to escape the the angry mob that were just going out for a night to listen to music. What happened here? He offended the audience by offering them a new perspective as to what an orchestral composition could be, not what they thought it should be. My personal example is not as extreme as this, but it exists on a similar plane. Artists should not be disingenuous in their attempts to push boundaries and increase those uh, around them. Uh, and society as a whole's perspective about the beliefs and comforts in their everyday lives. But artists are seekers, questioners, consumers, and risk takers who are intuitively attuned to have a raised sense of awareness and a need to express, or uh, more simply, to share their research, consumption, and findings. Artists push the world forward into a more progressive, accepting, and healthy place where judgment is temporary and exploration is permanent. My trip to South America couldn't have come at a better time for me, and I wish that all of the country could have tagged along on my journey. I know that's a lot to ask. But here we are in one of the best countries in the world, watching a circus of politics unfold as the country separates over the ideas that we need to have forward progress to create fair, equal lives among us all, versus the concern that we have lost the core values of our great country. Let me tell you, the U.S. is more than a great country, and anybody who is interested in expanding their perspective through new, sometimes uncomfortable experiences will readily see that. I walked into a shop in Cusco, Peru, and the clerk wouldn't take the money that I handed them because it had the most minor tear in it. And I'm talking like right where, you know, you fold a dollar bill. It, right there, there was like the tiniest, tiniest little tear. And they wouldn't take it because the banks in Peru won't accept money in anything less than perfect condition. So if something happens to your money, if it gets wet, if there's like a minor tear, they won't take it. And you actually have no value left in that money. People live in ramshackle makeshift homes climbing up the side of a mountain only a few miles from one of the most magnificent, glorious, historic city squares, the Plaza de Armas in Lima, Peru. Beyond this, the water in Peru is so bad that even the locals will only drink bottled water. In each country I visited, you wipe your rear end with toilet paper and you have to throw it into a trash can because their sewage system can't even handle anything but waste. In Chile, you can't put your phone or wallet on the table if you're eating, is it al fresco? I think it's al fresco, outdoor, if you're in an outdoor restaurant, um, which is really, really common there because it's really, really common for belongings to be stolen. Again, in Cusco, Peru, most residents' water is turned off between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. Anywhere outside of the tourist area, they turn off your water. Uh, and you'll be lucky if your water gets hot <laughs> unless you buy this dangerous, dangerous electrical attachment for your showerhead. There's so much more that I can share with you from my past few weeks in Latin America, but the list would be so long. The importance to me in traveling as a person and an artist is that it offers me new perspective to evaluate my beliefs and actions as I move forward in the life that I'm living. And for those that aren't necessarily comfortable in challenging themselves to be uncomfortable, to have compassion for somebody that they were raised to hold hatred or contempt for, or just don't plain understand, 
And most importantly, for those who don't accept that their way of living isn't the only good way of living, I now have new inspiration, a new perspective, and a new experience to share with these people to try to open their eyes to new things. It's the job of us artists to try to touch these people, move these people, make these people think, make these people uncomfortable, to allow them to think for a moment and maybe see that we often only hold on to the things around us because the concrete idea of what we know now is comfortable and offers a facade of safety. For the woman that felt personally offended by the the post that I did on Instagram, Maybe the idea that this religious figure could have been just as human as you or me was too difficult for her to take in, especially if she had turned to this figure in the past for comfort, solace, solace and, and more. Um, to think that there, this figure was something greater than her, and then to have somebody bring them down to a, a more human, earthly figure just might have been a little bit too much for her to to understand. So while I had no intention in offending her, and I, like I said before, I, I don't want to offend anybody, um, perhaps by putting this post out, I offered her a different perspective that she will now have time to think about and to put into her own perspective so that maybe she uh, can choose that that's not the perspective she wants to, to think about or that maybe she expands the way she looks at things. I feel like I learned so much during my three weeks away from my home, my comfort, and my culture. And I can't wait to continue bringing this newfound knowledge and perspective into both my art and my media work. I hope that you will digest this information that I'm sharing and find your own ways to expand your experiences, explore your own values and how you project them onto others, work to understand your own reality and the many other realities that exist beyond your comfort zone, and find ways to continue your intake of mind-opening experiences. And if you can do all this with an open mind, all the better. And beyond that, if you're an artist, I hope that you will take all this in and then you will try to find your own ways to share and help cultivate the culture and the people around you. So, that's pretty much what I took from my honeymoon. There's so much more from that, but that uh, it was just such a an amazing experience, amazing exploration, and such a valuable time in my life. And I, I, I'm just so happy that I was able to do that. So, with that said, I'm not going to gloat about my honeymoon anymore. <laughs> time to cue the outro. <laughs> If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycarollis.com. Again, that's www.barrykerollis.com. You can also reach out to me on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcasts on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram where my name is B. Carolis, or on Twitter at Bariscos. 
Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over four years. I also have two YouTube channels, B. Corollas, featuring my choreography, and Core-ography, featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life-defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to Pod to Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene. Thank you.